Yish, 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 yish. Today on the Av Podcast, it's a reunion, a Rye High reunion. That that's the nickname of our, our university, Ryerson, which which is now called Toronto Metropolitan University. We we won't even discuss that. But anyways, I, I'm joined by my Ryerson Sports Hall of Famer, Jan Michael Nation, as well as the head coach of you play and founder of the Skills Refinement Group, O'Neill Kamaka, as we discuss Nikola Jokic and his quest for his third MVP. What in the actual hell is happening with all the scoring in the NBA, and if it's, if it's even good for the league? Plus, we get into the LeBron James and the scoring record, and if it changes our perception of him. If it's time to retool the Phoenix Suns, then we get into an extensive Fred Van Vliet conversation, and if him and the Raptors should split up, and we dive deeper into some Raptors issues. All right, please enjoy, man. This one was fun. This was a good one. Sasha Rav is available wherever you listen to podcasts and YouTube. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe, 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 wherever you take in my contact, wherever you take, into, wherever you take in my content, including the YouTube, five stars. I need that. So give it to me like Rick James. Show that love. Show that love. It, show that love, man. It, it only costs you about 3.6 seconds or less out of your time. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. And check out the website over at SouthShoreAve.com for all things South Shore Ave. Once again, that is SouthShoreAve.com. It's the Ave Podcast with Cal C on South Shore Ave Radio. Go Rams. And also, bet not broken. If you know, you know. Rest in peace. Welcome to the Ave Podcast with Cal C on South Shore Ave Radio. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Av Podcast. And if you're a fan of the 2000-2001 Ryerson Rams men's basketball team, you're really going to love this episode. Uh, my first guest was the assistant coach of that team who called me Calvin from McDonald's when we first met. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, he's a wow. but he's a legend in the city for our generation. He's a head coach of Uplay and founder of the Skills Refinement Group. It's no wonder I still give him props at this point in my life. Uh, O'Neal Kamaka, welcome to the show, sir. How you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me, buddy. No, no, <laughs> no problem. I'm, I'm also joined by my ride or die brother on that team, the MVP of our squad, and he has so much waves in his hair. We used to literally call him 7:30, and, 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 and to this day, he floats into outer space if he hears anything, anything produced by RL from Next. But he also plays overseas, or he played overseas for close to 10 years. He's in the Rye High Hall of Fame. And he's pivoted to a life of balance as a certified yoga instructor. So please welcome congratulations <laughs> to the show. Holy man. Hey, I'm gonna get you, man. Okay, thank you, man. <laughs> thank you very much. That was hey, you keep outdoing yourself every time I do this podcast, man. How uh, you introduce me. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Wow. No, 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 no. Hey, uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I'm getting destroyed in, in on the streets. But anyways, go on. Is <laughs> because you you drink you drink your foodie water? <laughs> no, nah, man. Like guys, guys just are not um, receptive. They don't understand it, so they just the stigma is what they think of it. Mm -hmm. So, so, so. they calling you Yogi in the streets? That's what's happening. Oh, oh Tony, Tony's been calling me Yogi, uh, Yogi Nation. Uh, they call me, uh, um, uh, they call me everything, man. It's just like it's just. It is what it is. I stopped posting my yoga stuff because guys are saving it and making memes out of it. You understand? Like, 
if you can just look at my social media, man. The last three posts, there's always these slight comments or saying hashtag saved. You know what I'm saying? So you live <laughs> man, with the, you take man, the good with the bad. Man, live your truth, brother. Live your truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know, <laughs> I know it's all love. It's all love. Yeah, we 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 got a ton of stuff to discuss, so I, I'm gonna get right to it. Now, I, I know you know, and, and having these individual conversations with both of you, um, in in the past few years, I don't know whether to leave this conversation for last or we should start it first. But it's <laughs> about, but it's about LeBron James. What do you guys want to do? You guys want to leave that for last, or do you want to start it first? Uh, I'll leave it alone. You want to leave you it okay? last? All right, go go for it. He wants to get out of the way. Oh, you want to get out of the way? He's okay. tired, man. He's not gonna have the energy towards the end of the podcast. So he's he's now. He knows he doesn't have a full tank. So let's let's go for it. <laughs> All right. So I mean, with LeBron James, obviously he's approaching Kareem's scoring record. Where do you guys rank him? Does him getting this scoring record change your current opinion of him, O'Neal? Since he's yawning, I'll start with you first. <laughs> no, he does not. I have him. I think I have him seventh. Holy. You have it. You have him seventh. Okay. Seven doesn't do anything for me. You know, I look at it this one. Um, at one point, Jason Kidd was a three-point nakedness, and we know Jason Kidd is going to hit the bottom of an ocean. Right. So I was like, how is J- Jason Kidd in the top ten on the three-point list? Oh, wait a minute. He played 19 years in the NBA. So he played 19 years in the NBA. Those total number, those numbers happen, right? And everybody knew that Steve Nash was a better shooter than Jason Kidd. Steve Nash wasn't in the top ten. He Nash had injuries, shortened his career. So, when it, you know, when it comes to LeBron, part of it is just you're able to play long, right? So you're able to take care of everybody. But a lot of it is luck. When you're when you're playing for twenty years, a lot of that is luck because you avoided major injuries. That has nothing to do with basketball skill. Nothing to do with what you do on the basketball court. And as great players, if you're able to being great means that you're being consistent. So the numbers add up. Kareem was able to avoid injuries, and he played till he was 42. So at the end of the day, um, longevity comes down to really luck and avoiding, you know, landing on somebody's knee, popping your Achilles. Especially you know, at this like stage, that. tearing your knee and meniscus. Yeah, but you look at Carmelo. Carmelo went for a long time until his knees went out his last year with the Lakers, and then after that he was done. So that has nothing to do with what LeBron is doing on the court. It's just, you know, it's just flat out luck that he is able to do longevity. And again, some guys they could play for a long time. Body holds up, and some guys their body. And then you have guys like um, what's his face, uh, Odin, right? Where this guy, Mister Glass, his body breaks down right away. So you know, um, Penny Hardaway, Grand Hill, a lot of guys got debil- debilitated by injuries early in their career, and you know. But some guys are fortunate, their bodies hold up, and some guys aren't. So that's why take on it does not change my opinion on LeBron, what he's doing, what's All right, Nation. All right. Um, uh, in some respects, I, re- I agree with uh, Mr. Kamaka. Um, I, in some respects, I disagree. Um, I would put him in the top four, top three right now. But in a sense of regards to head-to-head with Jordan, I wouldn't put him ahead of Jordan because he's still playing. I think there's a couple. Who knows how much more longer he's going to play? Uh, so we can see his full body of work. So we don't know what's going to happen if he plays four or five years. We don't know what that's going to look like. Um, as of right now, I would give the nod to Jordan. Right now, definitely. 
I, 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 I can't. They'll be ignorant of me to, to do so. But I am a big LeBron James fan, and I appreciate what he does, especially his, um, his body of work. Kamaka talked about the longevity. I think that is definitely a factor, but it also comes into play with basketball IQ, knowing how to use your body, maintain your body, which he has done. Uh, he was known in his early career as just a slasher, great passer. Um, he wasn't known for scoring. And as you know, in the last uh, 10 years of his career, he's been adding different skill sets. I won't say it's on par with his peers, like uh, Kevin Durant, but man, oh man, has he ever worked on his mid-range game, his post game, his handles, his passing. Um, I think those areas have improved. He's maintained to have a higher scoring average than his overall average, which is impressive. Um, it's not the same amount of... The game has evolved. So what he used to do to carry a team isn't working in this modern day. It's just a different game. So um, I would hold him right now um, as in the top three at the highest. Um, I think when his body of work is done, then we could, we could say and compare. But I, I notice this is all, it's all, you know, um, op- opinions. But it's like, it's funny. All the older heads obviously put Jordan up there and other people. And the younger generation is gravitating towards uh, LeBron. So it'll be interesting to see what the narrative will be in, like, let's say, 20 years from now. Right? When people are a little phased out, you got more new people because you got a lot of old journalists on all these uh, hot takers on these, these shows that have been in the game for over 30, 40 years. When you start phasing out these guys, you can have a younger, more fresher opinion with people that didn't see Jordan play. Because, like, I have arguments at the barbershop. I, so it's, it's, it's hilarious because you got people trying to have massive opinions on basketball and they didn't even make the junior high school team in high school. So it's just like, I can't talk to you. I can't, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's just one of those things. But uh, at the end of the day, I just learned to appreciate it. As well as Jordan, I remember the last few years of Jordan and when he retired and how it was such an emptiness. You know what I'm saying? I remember those years against Detroit, all those years against Bird, when he lost against Detroit, those years of crying, tears, watching the Jordan commercials, want to be like Mike, all that. This guy influenced the game in ways that no one else has ever. I think LeBron has come close, definitely come close, but it's, a, it's generational. So I, I can't expect the same impact that Jordan had on that Jordan had on LeBron will have because of an older man now. I just learned to appreciate the game because of the skill sets and and the challenges that this man has faced. You know what I'm saying? So that's my uh, opinion on it all. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't. I'm kind of like with O'Neal. It doesn't change anything for me personally. Like I, I still feel <laughs> like he's he's the best player of his generation for sure. You know, he's definitely one of the best players of all time. You know, mm-hmm. and and I I've said this before that I, I always felt like the the LeBron Jordan comparison or argument is is contrived. I feel like it's completely media driven. I don't, yeah, definitely. I, I don't. I definitely don't think this was this was an authentic argument from the beginning. Like I think I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you noticed, but I remember when I first started hearing this it was after LeBron got his second title with the Heat when he went back to back, and then all of a sudden you're hearing the ESPN guys are like, oh well. Is he inching closer to Michael? And I'm like, how yeah. is he inching closer to Michael? He just went back to back, yeah. with a super stacked team. Like what? Like what? What are we talking about yeah. here? And then within 
you know, that argument kept going. And then within about, you know, seven, eight months, now you walk into a barbershop. Now you're walking into a gym. And, and now, you know, you're walking into a get-together. Now everybody's like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of close. And you're just like, wow. Like, it, it just felt like that was just contrived. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I never really liked the argument. But forgetting the Jordan-LeBron argument for a moment, I'm hoping that, you know, by passing Kareem, I'm hoping that Akeem's, I mean, Kareem's uh, accomplishments, it gets more shine and it doesn't get diminished even further. Because... I always said, like, when they have this discussion, the best players of all time, I'm like, why do we always ignore Kareem? I don't care if he's a big man. You know, you, 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 have, you have a man, high school. I, I, I was going to say that. I don't think. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say that you have a man that, like, you know, coming, f- if you look at the, the body of his work, he lost two games in high school, lost one in college. They had to change the rules, the NCAA rules, and not allow dunking when he was playing. He, you know, he didn't even play his first year in the league, and 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 I'm sorry, at UCLA. The next three years, he won. They won like 88 and two or something like that, or 88 mm-hmm. and one, and he won all three um, outstanding players of the year. He goes to the league, becomes the all-time leading scorer, six six titles, six MVPs, and we don't even mention this guy in the conversation. You know what I mean? So, I agree. So, he doesn't. So, he definitely doesn't get the the the. the the love definitely doesn't get the love or the recognition. And, and, I think it has a lot to do with his personality. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure, he, for sure. That that hurt him because of his personality outside 100%. of the game. I think that killed it killed him because he wanted to be a head coach and it, they would not allow him to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all the knowledge that that guy has just from being the player that he was never really mm-hmm. got shared on a on a public scale, right? Very smart, mm-hmm. you know, a, a worldly, you know, personality, but. You know, in terms of how we appreciate him, he doesn't get viewed the same way. And, and a lot of it, what you're saying, is because is of how he treated the media back in the day. But when you look at, like, old footage of him playing, that guy can play right now. The the Especially the Milwaukee Kareem. Like, when you look at him, that's like that's like a Tim Duncan. That's like a, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's like an Embiid. That's not an Embiid because of the size. But, like, well, actually, no, skill-wise, that's like an Embiid. That's like an Olajuwon. You know what I mean? And then you got the, the greatest shot of all time, which is that skyhook, right? Yeah, it's like to me, I'm like it's it's hard to compare eras, you know. That's that's why I don't like having that argument. But I just hope that like with him passing that record, it doesn't mean that we just completely push Kareem, you know, off the the face of the axis for the rest of his life, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or until he passes, I hope that we actually like really acknowledge what this guy's done in the game, because I think it's yeah. it's it's hugely important for all the stuff that he's done from like from high school to. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and then back then he played until his 40s, which is unprecedented at the time, too. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a yoga man early, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was way no, ahead of his real, time. Real, real talk, from, though. Real talk. Yeah, yeah. From the civil rights movement to uh, he was around. He was there. He lived it. You know what I'm saying? No yeah. doubt. And he played ball at the same time where Magic was partying his ass off. This guy was, was making change within the communities in L.A. But with that said... Uh, like, you know, he played a long career. He was a skilled big. Um, that record stood for almost, what, 30, 40 years? 40, yeah, well, 40 years, yeah, all right. years, something like so that. So that's why, like, like I thought if anyone's going to break it, I thought for sure uh, Jordan was. Then when he retired the first time, I said, okay, that's not going to happen. I thought Carmelone was going to beat it, but then he just wore, he broke down. And I think he too we got when he when he hurt his knee in L.A. Referencing what O'Neal was saying before as that last year, I think that like yeah 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 he broke down because he I I actually took a 
I learned something from watching him. I was like, wow, that's what it is. Because this guy was in his mid-30s and still one of the top elite power forwards in the game mm-hmm. for years. Yep. So um, he was another player that, that had a good, strong career, even though he played a physical game. He, he played, what, 19 years, I think, almost 20, 20 years. years. He played 20 years. Yeah. 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 So that that that's to me kind of how I see it, and 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 even Kobe, I thought Kobe could have had a chance too, but then once he tore his Achilles, yeah, that was I, it. Yeah, that was it for him as well. But I thought he had a chance too. You know, all time scoring, they're all bigs, right? Six nine. Mm-hmm. What do they? And where were they mostly close to the basket? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it mm-hmm. says something about being close to the basket and just getting easy layups. Right, I remember one time LeBron went eleven for eleven, and people were creaming themselves. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, they like ten okay. layups. There were ten layups. He made ten layups, ten layups, and people were freaking out. Come on, this is a and PG he podcast. Like, and then he hit, he hit a, a <laughs> mid-range shot, like just by the free throw line, and people were freaking out. And I'm like, no, he's six nine, two sixty, bro. He's yeah. supposed to be making layups. Yeah. So the point is, if you look at these bigs. You know, they're, making, they're by the basket. Low, high percentage shots. Basic basketball. The closer you are to the rim, the higher percentage of your shots. Layups, easy buckets. You know, uh, I'll take this even a little bit further. When you do um, the game um, two ball, you ever do the, the two ball at a camp or for fun? Yeah. Right? You have the different spots. Where do people go that mostly win? Right at the rim. They just, right the rim, yeah. just getting those two points right at the rim, right? <laughs> so it says something about just going for high percentage shots, layups. Right? Um, why is Kareem not the GOAT? Because I don't think Kareem was as dominant. I don't think, you know, Kareem had one a great move that was unstoppable, but I don't think he was dominant. And um, he played, what, 27 years? Won six chips? You know, and part of that is being on a good team. How many scoring mm-hmm. titles does Kareem have? Because he got some, he right? got some of the tail end playing up, uh, backing up uh, Magic. Exactly. So, well, well yeah. Then, I mean, then, but, but, but I mean, the fr- most. I would say the, the the showtime was most of that decade, but the latter half of that decade is when Magic took it over. You know, prior exactly. to prior to that, it was still going through with uh, Kareem. Yeah, you know, you go into center with that sky hook. You you play inside out. The mentality of basketball up until um, what was it? The mid the mid two thousand. What was it? I'll probably say two thousand and past two thousand and ten, maybe the mid. You know, like 2012, 13. It was always go inside. The mentality of basketball was go inside. You know, high percentage shot, closer to the rim. Even though Don Nelson, you know, and I, I, honestly, I learned this when I was at Oakland, in, like back in '89. My first year was the high school coach was like threes more than two. Mm. But the the prevailing mentality was a three is a low percentage shot. You always want to go for the high percentage shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was drilled in. That was drilled in. That was your, I remember watching the last dance and, you know, they're showing highlights. And I, me- I remember times where um, you see Jordan catch the ball at a three point line, Pump but fake. nobody's really guarding him. So he dribbles in or pull up or attack in the basket. Yeah. Where, and it's the mentality, right? Um, even when I was up until I'm coaching at uh, George Brown, I remember uh, we we're playing a game uh, and, we couldn't make an outside shot. The team was in the zone. And I remember my assistant coaches, we got to drive to the basket. I'm like, they're packing it in. So you got to shoot the ball. But the mentality was get to the rim, get, get to, to the, the rim, rim, right? And 
and that's changed, right? That's changed where the, the three ball is is now people realizing again, it's probably if you can shoot the three, three is more than two, so it's probably better to shoot the three. So who knows? Maybe you see a guard, you know, get the scoring record. Maybe see somebody like Dante Doncic. Yeah, somebody yeah. Who, that, I guess that was my question. <laughs> I was gonna ask too. Like, do you think this record? I don't think this record is lasting another thirty-eight years. Oh no. No, no, no. If, if, if Steph Curry stays, if Steph Curry can stay healthy, uh, you know, and the way he shoots the three, you know, if Doncic, Doncic can stay healthy, the way he shoots the three, I don't think Doncic can stay healthy. I don't think the way he plays his usage, his usage rate, and you got to remember he's been playing a lot younger than everyone else at a higher rate, so he's had a lot of knowledge uh, already. Yeah, he's had uh, <laughs> lower le- like he's. He's yeah. at his best rate right now. If he can maintain yeah, but, this, then... Sorry? Yeah, it has nothing to do with his usage rate. It has to, uh, how he takes care of his body. Guy's a that too, pastor. but he, his right, usage so, rate... But, but, okay, hold on. Let me, let me finish this. It has a lot to do with his usage rate because he can burn out. Oh, yes. Okay, hold on, hold on. He, his usage rate is very high in regular season, and it goes even higher in the playoffs. So, that, if, he's on, on a, if he takes care of his body, that will help, definitely. This is no, the first year he since he's been in the league that he's been in shape. That helps, period. What you talking about? Dribbling the, dribbling the basketball doesn't break down your body. It's when you're trying to be explosive. Bro, you're, you're a bloody yoga instructor. You should know this. It's when you're doing all that pounding, running, and jumping. That's yeah. Uh, barely jumps. Uh, barely yes. Jumps. But he takes, he takes a lot of pounding. He takes a but lot. Of, he's always on the deck. He's always on the... Hold on. He's always on the deck. He's always injured. Okay. Uh, Harden had a high. Look, okay, I'll use Harden. We'll use Harden. James Harden had a massive high usage rate. And look at him. You bring up guys that are out of shape. I know, and that's what I said. And I said, and I said, this is his first year in shape. Exactly. Okay, so it's so we don't know. So I'm saying, if he stays in shape, he has a possibility of achieving it. That's what. But he has not shown that consistently up until this point. You're talking about usage rate. It has nothing to do with usage rate. It has, it has, a, it it has, a, it has a part to do with it, yeah. No, it doesn't. He's okay, that's the opinion. He's at the top of the key, dribbling the ball. He does hits you to step back, shoot the three. That's no, it. he, he, he not, goes into not, the basket. No. He, since he's in better shape, he's attacking the basket more than he has in the last couple okay. of years in particular. If he, stops, if he stops drinking the sweet tea and is being fat and out of shape, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'm so saying, how many years? How many years has he been in the league, Kamaka? How many years has he been in the league? Uh, yeah, it's year five right Four. now. Okay, and how many of those years has he played in optimal shape? Has he played in an optimal shape? Jen, you're agreeing with my point. That's what I said. If he's uh, just, be, just, just, uh, just, I'm asking a question. I need your answer. I don't know. None. Okay, this is the first year. Yes. So, sure. like I said. If he can maintain this, wow, he has he would just uh, his numbers that he's putting up already are better than uh, LeBron's at this stage of their career. I know that. Right. So if this this will be interesting, man. This will be this kid is gonna he's gonna revolutionize. I I don't even know what to say about this guy. What this guy could do. It's impressive. Cause that I think, sixty cause, triple double was stupid. Because I think the biggest thing too is you got to be able to score from like from a rookie age, like. 
somebody like Giannis would have been a good candidate, but Giannis had those first few years when he was kind of a journeyman had to work his way up. So, yeah. So like, I don't think he would get it, even though I think he he can maintain the shape to to, to try. He's to a great, yeah. He's a grinder, though. It'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. But it's, but you I think, know but he's think... gonna go for it. You know it's on his mind. <laughs> Who does it? I can see Giannis. I can see Giannis catching it. Yeah, I, I can see him do it. He's a big. He's close to the rim. He takes care of his body. He's great care of yeah. <laughs> I, He's, yeah, I can see Giannis and, catching it, and the game isn't as physical. The, rim. It, the game. I thought KD. Physical. I thought KD would have uh, gave LeBron a run for it if he would have stayed healthy. Yeah, the injuries too. The last couple, the last few years. Even I mean, even that year when he missed, when he broke his foot in OKC, that all that shit adds up, right? Yeah, like, yeah. All, the, all that shit adds up, but like Giannis has Giannis has a pretty good shot too, because as you mentioned, only the guy's in phenomenal shape, and yeah. the way yep. he works, and and on top of that, the game is not as physical as it once was. Right, so him attacking the basket, like he's he's doling out those beaties. He doesn't get like hit like a Shaq did, like back you know like twenty years ago, right? When he's attacking, yeah. or like an Iverson, you know, like you get you get thrown out the game if you get some of those fouls now, right? So he's he's a threat for it too, but I, you know, but but I think because those few years when he was averaging six seven points a game and then ten and then thirteen, you know, that might catch him. You know what I mean? Not so much the injuries, just the slow, the slow start. Not like not scoring as much. Like he's, he's getting thirty a game now. Like it's nothing for the last few years, but like you know what I mean. But it's just those. Like I think that has to add up at a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. That has to add up to a certain point. But yeah, but I, but I think I said that. So I guess we're all in agreement. It's not really changing our opinion. Because no. I because I hear some people like oh well it's you know like you have to consider he's gonna be the I'm like how why why does that change. It's like Emmett Smith, right? Like when Emmett Smith won the won the the rushing title in football, he's a bad mm-hmm. boy. Regardless of his offensive line, he's a bad boy. I, I give him all all his props, but he wasn't he wasn't Barry Sanders. I'm sorry, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. no, you know what I mean. Not. He wasn't. No. Like, come on, you know what I mean. Like anybody had eyes could see that, right? Again, so, and again, he stayed. He had a great offensive line. He stayed healthy. and He's just consistent. Yeah, yeah, and and there's props for that. There is props for that. You know what I mean, but that's that's more of a maintenance thing. You know what I mean? Then is that a skill set thing? I don't know. Well, actually, Barry Sanders wasn't even hurt a lot. It's just his offensive line. But uh, no, he, he wasn't hurt a lot either. But he just retired early. Yeah, it's because he's like, yo, Detroit sucks. My offensive line sucks. This organization sucks. I'm good. Yeah, he he had he had enough. He retired at thirty. Remember, he was like a season away from breaking the record himself. Yeah. He was still in his prime. Like he could like if he if he was concerned about what to do with that rushing record, like nobody would have touched that. Even now, you know what yeah. I mean? But I, like I said, I think the last thing I'll, before I move on, it's like with with LeBron uh, and this goes to the next point I want to talk about what what just where scoring is now. Like he's going to play a few more years to this because again, the, to my point earlier, you don't get touched the same way. So, you know, a 38-year-old LeBron is still averaging 28, 29 a game, you know, 20 years ago. With the pounding and the physicality, is that would he be able to happen? Would that still be able to be happening? I don't. I'm not saying he still wouldn't be a great player. He would, but I, is he getting almost thirty a night still? You know what I mean at this at this stage of the game. You know what I mean. It's 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 hard to say, but I I say all this to say too. Like, what's up with the levels of scoring, man? Like, I know you guys are watching the league right now. Like, I guess I'll start with you, Jan. Like, what, like. Like what? What? What are you? What are you thinking about when you're seeing the the, the high scoring games and all these fifty, sixty point games and everything that's happening so far? The season's like we're not even halfway through the year yet. Um, I I I think for the average fan, uh, it's a delight 
Um, but I think um, these it's just it's, sometimes it just devalues the regular season. Mm-hmm. I think as the years go on, the regular season is, is showing less and less importance. Hence, what are the you know players being resting and and you know traveling and all that stuff? But like, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's I think it's good in a sense of what they're doing in a sense of the excitement. But it just shows that the level of defense is not being played. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the guys are going to the line a lot more. Like, he, how many? Like, um, he still scored seventy-one. Wow! I know. Like, I watched the highlights. He was attacking the basket. He was hitting threes. He was hitting free throws. He was creating for others. Um, it was a lot. But like, it was more or less. He started going off in the second half. But uh, it's still impressive. Seventy-one is still seventy-one. Um, I remember on his uh, LeBron scored forty-seven on his birthday. Giannis had fifty-five. Dodgers had sixty. On uh, when when Donovan Mitchell scored the seventy-one points, Clay Thompson scored fifty-five the same night. But we'll never know that because of the seventy-one, right? Jan, so I just Jan. Not only yeah. that, the opponent he was playing against, he was playing against Demar Derozan at forty-four in the same game. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Like we don't even know. Are, uh, like, oh, just shows, okay, another thing, it, it, it's both sides of the fence. It shows the skill set, the skill set of shooting and the art of shooting and the art of scoring has gone to another level. You know what I'm saying? How to attack the basket, the shots, the threes, the mid-range. Um, watching DeRozan uh, is a mid-range. Uh, I think watching him score those big points is amazing because you know he's not shooting too many threes. It's all mid-range and free throws. And right. I'm just attacking the basket. So, um uh, it's impressive. I'm impressed with it, but at this point, like once again, I'm waiting for the playoffs. That's the real season for me. And and, and I guess I'll ask us a two sided question too. Right? And O'Neill, you could jump in on this. Like, do you guys enjoy watching it the way it is now? Like the the way the scoring is right now. So for me, um, I I the only team I watch is the Raptors, which is funny because before I watch other teams, maybe watch the Raptors sometimes. Um, until the playoffs, but I watch the Raptors now a lot. Um, I guess because I like Scotty Barnes, I like some. Of, I like the guys on the team. Right. Like how they, right. The Dev grind, Dev Grinders on the team. I don't. I I, I wait till playoffs. Um, I think it's good for the league because you have the casual fans who love it. Um, purists like me, I wait till the playoffs because that's the real season. That's when you see who's who. Honestly, the scoring, I remember watching, you know, guys put up big numbers. Charles Barkley putting up 56. Like, guys putting up big numbers. David Robinson dropped 71. Right. So, to me, I'm not, it, it's still the same. During the regular season, you know, depending on who, which, which city you're in, if guys are tired or guys decide to go the night before, I think load management does help. Guys are not as tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, guys are a bit more fresher. So, I think it's geared up to make sure that, the entertainment value is very high for the fans and the casual fans uh, to bring people in. But basketball players such as ourselves, we know that the real season is the playoffs. That's when every single possession counts. That's when it's, it's and it, it brings even, and then even the casual fans will love it even more, but it will really, that's when the players really get excited because that's when you see who's who. The defense tightens up and the scoring is not as high. If this was happening during the playoffs, then it'd be like, oh, during the regular season, bro, I don't care if, like, 10 guys are dropping 100 a game. It's the regular. 
I know men don't care about the regular season, really. Some games, guys don't care to take it off. But playoffs, let this happen in the playoffs. And then, you know, I'll kind of be like, we need, to, we need to fix this. Yeah, we need to fix this if this is the case. Yes, but right now, it's not happening in the playoffs. It's happening during regular season. I don't care about regular season. And again, if you know, you know that to be a great scorer, you have to score at all levels of the, of the game, unless you're Michael Jordan, you know? Um, because if he had a three-point shot, if he was playing in this era, again, where the mentality was different, right, he would be uh, definitely be a three-point shooter. Because one thing, the thing that people don't, I think people who don't understand Michael Jordan is if, there was, if he accepted all challenges, there's nothing you could tell him that he couldn't do. Right. And so if you're like, oh, you can't shoot the three, he's like, yeah. He would have been a good okay. three-point shooter. He would be a great three-point shooter. Great, yeah. Right? Because that's how he's built, his mentality. That's why he's the greatest. Because I think what people don't understand is being the GOAT has nothing to do with your physical skills. That's to do with what's between your ears. And that's why Jordan is the greatest ever. But, again, you know, um, you're living in an era where now people really understanding, you know, shoot the three ball. So, guys are scoring at the mid-range. DeMar DeRozan is a throwback to old school. DeMar DeRozan... You know, again, remember, D. Wade was like that, too. Yeah. Rip Hamilton. You know, I could go through the guys' mid-range scores, right? A lot, but weren't great three-point shooters. D. Wade um, <laughs> wasn't a great, great three-point shooter. Yeah, I think he was like 30% uh, for the, his career or something like yeah, that. Yeah, DeMar Rose is not a great three-point shooter. But it's the mid-range. It's killing guys in the mid-range. So, to me, I've seen this before. There's nothing that I'm overly excited about. I've seen guys drop 71 before. You know, Kobe dropped 81. You see guys dropping 60. You know, Kobe's dropping, how many games where he goes, dropping 50-something points. There's one game, he dropped four games in I mean, in that, that, was, that was kind of unprecedented, though, what he was doing it, though. Let's yeah, be real. like, you know, so at the end of the day, I mean, you, you see guys putting up big numbers. It's like, yeah, whatever. Let me see that during the playoffs. When that's happening in the playoffs, then I'll be like, okay. But regular season, nothing. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, check on my, uh, my radar. It doesn't come up. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Other people, they need they need to talk about something, especially in this sports twenty four hour all access news cycle. They need to talk about something. So, if you know that gives them another story to talk about, then so be it. Yeah, I, I hear you, but I, I think the scoring is too high. Like, I, I don't mean necessarily the, the players, even though like as of right now we got eleven players that's dropped fifty or more, and we're barely into the new year. But I, there was a game earlier this year where the Knicks had a hundred and thirty five points. And lost in double digits. That game didn't go to overtime. You had the Thunder beat the Celtics by scoring 150 points. They blew them out without Shea Gilgis, Gilgis Alexander. And that game didn't go to overtime. The T-Wolves had 150 points against the Bulls about a, 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 about a month and a half ago. Same thing. That game didn't go to overtime. You're regularly seeing games where it's like 70, 78 to 69 at halftime. You know what I mean? But for me, like, I'm an offense advocate, but I don't enjoy it the same way that I was before, just being honest. Like, because some games to me, like, as as much of the talent level as, as as high as it is, like, there's some games to me where I'm watching some games and I'm like, I found myself mentally checking out because I feel like I'm watching one long three-point contest, you know? But then there's great talent that you want to see, even, even like the shitty teams like Orlando who's playing tonight, for example, who I want to watch because some of the young talent that they got. So it's like, like I find the season so far, the regular season so far, to be like a bit of a clusterfuck. Like I don't know what to think of it. Like I can't even tell you who's 
who I think should win MVP right now, right? Right now, up until last week, you had seven guys averaging over 30-plus a game. Like, that's that's unprecedented. You know what I mean? So it's like that's where I'm kind of like I'm enjoying it, but I'm kind of like this is also weird at the same time. I guess that's the, the purest in me is like I, I flinch when I'm watching some of these scores. Uh, once again, uh, you got to remember for the same simple fact, I agree with, with what Kamaka said. Once again, we just like the regular season is all for playoff positioning, really. And, you know, the, the real season is the playoffs. It's good for the casual fan. It's good for the, the, the hot takers on the journalist stuff to have because social media has gone. We have inf- information overload now. So <laughs> we got everything at your fingertips. So it's good for the, the news cycle. But, I mean, once again, we're all waiting for the playoffs because we know who's gonna, we're, we're going to see who's going to show up. You know what I mean? Now, speaking of which, right now the phenomenon that is uh, Nikola Jokic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for, I mean, this guy's been amazing the last few years, actually. Like, you know, it's, 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 I actually really enjoy watching him play. I'm trying to see him play the Raptors when they come in town in March. Mm-hmm. But with that said, would, would it be acceptable – for him to win, at least in your guys' eyes, uh, for him to, to three-peat the MVP award? Of course. You think that, that's acceptable? It? Okay. Reason? Why wouldn't it be acceptable? It'd be, like, I don't know, like, the problem is, and this is why, first of all, I don't put on any stock on, when Michael Jordan didn't win MVP every year, that's what I knew was crap. Right. And what I've come to realize, it's just about the narrative the media wants to drive. Wants to put out. Right. So the media always drives a narrative of who gets MVP because they vote. They're like, oh, I don't feel like they bl- they'll blood up blatantly tell you we're not gonna give it to Jokic this year, right? I don't we're feel like voting. It doesn't for matter him. what he does. But I, I don't think somebody like bro, what are you talking about? The guy's playing at a high level. He's like you said, it's amazing to watch him play. Is 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 basketball IQ is off the chart? He's giving you rebounds, scoring, assists. Assist. He's he's orchestrating the offense. Right, he's making an offense run, and as a big man doing all this stuff, and you don't want to give him the MVP because you don't want somebody to win it three years in a row. You start like if he deserves the MVP, give it to him. It's just that simple. If he if he's carrying a team, and especially a, a Denver team that people in you know weren't sure how well they'll do, they figured they'll make the top eight, but you know they're doing real well. So I think they were in first place at one point. No, they they are right now. I think they're tied for first. Well, there you go. It's and so, um, I thought they. Were, I thought somebody said somebody. Um, I thought it was another team, but you're right. And why? Why not get let him get it three years in a row? He's playing at a high level. Reward before, right? Reward. I, I think he should get. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's not. Do you, you, know, do you, why, do you think? Again, do you think he's why, a leader right now in terms of the MVP um, race so far? It's hard to say. To me, it's hard to say because I think there's so many nominees right now. But like who? He's consistent. Well, Luca's one. Giannis is another. Uh, Tatum's another. Katie, until he got hurt, was another. Um, shit, even Donovan Mitchell right now is can you can you can you can make. Well, why why Don, why Donovan Mitchell? Because he had a seventy-one point game. That's no, hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no. I had nothing to do with the seventy-one. I'm not fooled by that. Come on now. But well, I'm I'm saying with him, like the way he's played and elevated his team and the, elevated his play all around. Like he got locked great. up. I'm he not got saying, locked up when he played the Raptors. He, he yeah, his numbers against the Raptors, which is crazy, right? The, the, well, the two times he plays the Raptors, he scores he under ten points consistently. Tatum has been consistent. Okay, KD has been consistent. You know, I don't know about Donovan Mitchell. Luca is definitely consistent from yeah. the beginning. Um, 
You know, but again, if you're looking at Jokic, he has a team in first place. You know, and, and Jamal's not even Jamal's slowly coming along. Yeah. So I think the fact that it's like really a one man show. And Porter's still hurt. I definitely gives the Jokic. And Porter and Porter still no. I mean Mitchell's been there for the out, out, honestly outside of the Raptors. Mitchell's been there from the beginning. Seriously, outside of the Raptors, the Raptors, the OG's the only only guy that's been able to hold him down this whole season. Okay. Yeah, he's been he's he's been balling pretty much. He's been balling pretty much against everybody else. The the, the rest of the league the whole year. It's just it's just for some reasons. Well, I can't even say some reason. OG's been been really holding him down. I think that that's the reason why, but. You know, and the reason why I bring this up is because, to your point earlier, is because the, how the narratives and the precedent gets changed. Of course, Jordan could have won it every year, right? But he didn't, right? Like he never, he never three peated. The only, the only two players in NBA history that's three peated is Bird in 80, 84 to eighty six, and and Bill Russell, right? So like I, I'm I'm looking at it from the perspective of like I wouldn't even go through all the annals of history. Like even two years ago, Giannis was a two time MVP. I mean, it, you know, two years ago, he could have got it. Like, the first year Joker won it. He could have got it. I mean, he won All-Star MVP. He was Defensive Player of the Year. You know, Finals MVP, and he won a chip. You know, like, he, 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 won, it. he, won, he won the MVP the other two years in a row. You could have <coughs> given it to him that year, right? Just I'm just using that as a recent example. So I, I'll, I, say that, I'll say this. The, the, the one thing I'll say, uh, I thought last year, even though jo Jokic uh, had a, a great – uh, individual statistic season. Um, I thought Embiid. I, I thought, thought Embiid so I thought would have so got too. it. I thought right? so too. Yeah, but I I was okay with either one getting it, and yeah. I was you know um, I was surprised that he got it because I thought Le uh, Embiid had a more dominant year. But you can't deny his impact on the game. For you sure. can't you can't impact. It's not it's not to say it's dominant, but like for example. It says here, Jokic averages 100 touches per game, the most in the league this season, but his average time per touch ranks 69th. That offense is predicated it's around fluid. Jokic yeah, because he, he needs to, he's, the, he's the engine that makes it work. He facilitates from the high post, from the, from the top of the key there, the handoffs, the passing, is just off the charts, and that slow up fake. Like you have to honor it. And then the footwork and then the touch in within the key is just uh, it's just magical to watch these off the wrong foot runners it's it's amazing um uh yeah it's, it's crazy to watch uh this year i think it's too early to say it's once again we have a whole bunch of candidates that can uh you know that are going for it in the sense of uh what Giannis. i'll say Giannis in my opinion Giannis, Doncic, tatum um Tatum, KD, and until, until he got hurt, because he's going to be out of. KD, he got hurt. Yeah, KD. Steph, uh, Steph was on the running for that too until he got hurt himself. Who? Steph was in the running for that too until he got hurt. Yeah, himself. he was. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. Uh, it's still early. We're not even at the halfway point, so there's right. a lot of games to be played. Right. Definitely, how, your team is definitely the way you position your team during the regular season. It will definitely help your narrative, and obviously on top of the stats that you put up, but. Uh, it's up for grabs. It's definitely up for grabs, and it'll be interesting to see who gets it. Yeah, I, I guess I, I kind of look at it, too, where I'm like, in terms of narratives, I, the last couple of years, NBA.com's been putting out their weekly MVP rankings, which I, I don't like that because I think okay. that, that influences people's opinions, right? When you're, when yeah, you're watching but, it week to week and you're like, oh, well, not us, but I'm just saying week to week, the, the casual fan or the, 
set, you know, maybe a little more than the casual fan is looking at that like, oh, well, fuck, he's number one. He's been number one for hey, three man. weeks. Come, you know, maybe. Kamaka said earlier, Kamaka said earlier, they, uh, it's, you got to remember, it's a journalist that vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So uh, they, they start the narratives and they control the narrative. And then we watch it unfold. So it'll be interesting to see when there's like, it's just, it's just good basketball for that. Once again, the average fan, because they, it's so up in the air. So it keeps the interest alive. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So like, there's a lot of games to be played. There's, who knows of injuries, God forbid, but you know what I'm saying? So time will tell the tale. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with that. But I, I find it, I just find it interesting to see like, People are starting to like already give it to me. I, again, I know it was January, but I'm kind of yeah. like, why are we doing this so early? You know what I mean? Like, why, yeah, why yeah. are we even having this conversation? You know so what I mean? I, I, especially the way this, the way the season's so open right now. Like, we have no so, idea. So last year, uh, Jokic became the first NBA player to score over a minimum of two thousand points, a thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists in a season. First ever player. When I heard that last year, I said, "That's a pushing." That's a great stat to help the MVP narrative. Right. I go, if he ever gets that MVP, it will be because of that stat. And I think that's what uh, influenced those journalists. Yeah. But, but, I, but I agree with you. As much as I love the Joker, God, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay him. I love him. I love watching him play. But mm. I, I agree with you. I thought Embiid should have got it last year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then I'm looking yeah. at, I'm looking at, you know, you're talking about the slow pump fake. I'm looking at his splits. He's shooting. 61 overall from the field, even though he, you know, he takes a few threes a game. But he's, I know. Shoot, he's shooting 37% from, from three. And yeah, he needs to win the line, so he can't foul him either. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, his, his stats are stupid. It makes, like, it makes no sense, man. This guy. He had a 40-27 like game the other day. Yeah, I know. And he's getting like 20. Sometimes he's getting, he's getting like high double-digit rebounds. Yeah. On top, like, he, he can average. A triple double if he truly wanted to. Well, he's right there. He's he's he's, he's, de- he's there. Just away per game. Yeah, I know. From, yeah, from getting yeah. it right now. Yeah, as a as a center, that's crazy. that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And his numbers, his numbers have been like steady, steady. Yeah. And he ratchets it up, and then he's he's got some games where he'll take like eight shots, and he's cool. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's it's, yeah. it's he's he's a unique athlete, man. Like. He's a modern, like I say, he's a modern day Sabonis, but without the, without Sabonis' athleticism. Like last thing I'll say with, about him, like hey. I, had a, I had a friend of mine who went to, I think last year he moved. Denver. He's moving well since he shut the weight. Yeah, but he's the, moving very well. But that's the point I was gonna make. That I had a friend of mine. I went to, uh, I think they, he went, he went to see him play Denver last year, or the year before, I think, and and he was like, he's like Calvin. He's like the Joker moves, like in person. He's like he moves better than you think. He's like as much as you see it on TV. He's like he's actually quicker in person than you think for that size. But it's mm-hmm. like, he, but he's like the game is just on a strength for him. It's like he's just in another world mm-hmm. when he's on the court. It's like it's just it's crazy to watch. But it's like everything is just like it's just moving to his pace. Doesn't matter who's on the floor. Everything just moves to his pace. You know, for on both sides of the floor. So it's 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 crazy. It's crazy to see where everything is at right now. Um, do you think in watching the Phoenix Suns right now? Because right now they're on they're at the tenth seed in the West. Do Do you think it's time to either change up or re, or retool the Suns? They need to get rid of Aiton. He's a cancer. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. definitely. Doesn't he doesn't want to be, be there. Do you think he's he a can, be do you think he's a cancer though, or do you think it's like I mean he didn't want to be there. 
I mean, you, Listen, you, you there's, nothing worse, there's nothing worse than <laughs> watching a teammate not put in. Like when you're grinding and you're in the trenches and you're trying to win games and you have a player that doesn't want to be there and is not giving his all because he's not there, mature, uh, a mature first player. I don't know what's going on. There's still a, there's a, definitely a disconnect from last season oh, to this season. Uh, I was, uh, was going to ask you guys' opinion. What do you think exactly happened in game seven? Because, I mean, that old team fucked up. But it seemed like he took the blame for that. Yeah, and I don't know. I just, like ever since you know, then, ever since then, it's never been the same. Like he wanted to, but leave. like, but okay, but you know what? Okay, you know what? Here's where I think the new generation falls short. Sometimes you gotta let your game do the talking, and I don't think with everything he has a lot. He's done that. He doesn't look like he's like you know. Sometimes he's like everyone with all the criticism and everything. Just come out and let your game do the talking. Right. Devin Booker is out. My brother, now, more than any other time, is the time to take the bull by the horns and show the world what you truly are. Remember, he was drafted number one over who? Doncic. Yep. Right? So that's a forgotten fact, right? Mm -hmm. So once again, it's disappointing. I think I agree with Kamaka. You've got to get him out of there. Like, uh, what's his face is not playing there? Like, there's so much dysfunction. And yeah. it, it, it surprises me because the head coach is such a stand-up guy. Listen, at the end of the day, here's what it comes down to. John kind of touched on it. I've seen this as a coach. And that's why I cut guys based on their body. <laughs> 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 yeah, because what you see is, here's what happens. Let's say a team, you know, your team is doing well. They win a game. Right. You'll always have that guy, just his body language, like, just brings it down. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, just bring, you know, everybody's excited and you decide to have one, that, one guy just upset about something or, you know, it's not as excited as everybody else, right? Not everybody's on the same, same page. I think, you know, from the outside, my, what I'm guessing is that, um, uh, held them accountable. Because remember, uh, Monty Williams is from the Popovich tree, yep. coaching tree, yep. right? And Coach Popovich, one thing he does is he holds guys accountable. Right, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think maybe Aiton wasn't doing something, running a player, or doing whatever, and Monty was holding him accountable. And mm-hmm. Aiton, being somebody who's been catered to his whole life, where everybody's a yes man and everybody's trying to get in his camp and being his own, can't handle that. They can't handle that. can't handle that. Right, and Monty probably was trying to hold him accountable to something. You saw that as a man, as a as a man, as a man. You see, you saw these these false principles. Sorry, no, you, I, I, we didn't hear you there, O'Neal. You guys were talking over each other. What did you say, O'Neal? Well, I said you saw that with Pascal Siakam last year with Nick Nurse when he was holding Nick Nurse. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pascal and Pascal had his little, you know, his little, his little tantrum, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it, there's something something happened, and, you know, probably Aiden, again, doesn't like the way um, um, Monty Williams is talking to him or trying to hold him accountable now. You know, he's, he's talking, he's, He's swung a long tantrum, and he's disgruntled, and he wants out of there, and he, he probably thinks he's better than what he is, and, you know, maybe things should be run through him, or he's not getting more touches, or whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, they definitely need to get rid of Aiton. I guarantee you they get rid of Aiton. I mean, I don't want to say it, but... It's it's like, they, they got to get rid of him, but then they also need him in a weird way, too, though. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I don't think they'll... Uh, uh, what's out there can't replace what he provides. Even though it's it's well short of his potential or where he should be, because he should be, I I, I personally think uh, Aiden should be averaging at, like let's say twenty and ten. 
Yeah. I would say at, at least at the very at the very least twenty like, 20, like especially now that Booker's out, it should be twenty five and ten. Uh, that I agree with. Right? You know what I'm saying? So the the fact that that's not happening, he's wanted to have a bigger role within the team, and then here's the opportunity to do so. That you you signed the contract, they matched it. Okay, it's unfortunate you have to stay there. Okay, be a professional. Don't mix what's off the court, bring it onto the court, and vice versa. When you understand that as a player, it simplifies things because the not mixing stuff keeps things where it should stay. And a young man has a lot of growing up to do, in my personal opinion. But I can't speak on that because I don't know what's going on in that locker room. I'm not there. But you can tell something is off. Like something's he, off. Like he he start he has put up some good stats since since uh, since Booker's but been not, out, but it's not. It's not consistent. It's not consistent. Like, okay, not consistent. he scored 14. He scored 14 against the Cavaliers. Okay, yeah. 23 against the Heat. 23 and 14. 15 yeah. against the Cavaliers again. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He's averaging 17.5 this year. That can't. That, that can't. can't. That nah. can't happen. I agree after, with you. After, okay, after the flame out last year in against uh, Dallas? Nah, man. I, you know I, what I'm saying? I don't, I don't dispute that. Yeah. I don't, I don't dispute that. And then on top of that, you got to pay Chris Paul. Sixty million money. dollars over the next two years. Yeah, you know, but he can't. Be you can't years old. But his influence. His in, But his influence. Oh, for sure. In for, fact, for, his for influence. Sure. Yeah. That's just a. Uh, that's just a thank you, welcome to our. Hey, man, this is it, man. This is the last. This is the last check you're gonna catch, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Hold so on. Here's my, so here's my. Here's my hot take. Okay. Okay. Here's here's what's 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 Stephen A. Stephen A. Come on, go, go ahead. Going into what what Calvin's saying of breaking up. Is Chris Paul really a winner? No. no. I agree. I agree. agree. Is he really? Like, as much no. as I love Chris Paul. Yeah, I know. And as much, but is he really a winner? Because that's all, you know, at the end of the day, you judge based on that. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's I'll, only basically. I'll, I'll add to what you're saying. He's got a three-year shelf life on a team. Agreed. Because his voice, he's too yeah. hard. He's too it's old just, school for, for these young bucks. I don't even know if it's old school because he's he's always been like that, even from when he came in the league. He's got a three year shelf life before t- teammates tune him out. I'm not saying that's happening right now, but usually it's about three to four years where you start hearing the rumblings of, uh, you know, like this one's having trouble with CP3. It happened in New Orleans. It happened in the Clippers. It happened in Houston. You know what I mean? So it's like to you to your point, O'Neal. I agree with you, but uh, okay. like he's got a three year okay. shelf life. Three to four but, okay, years. but then, 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 then he gets traded from Houston to OKC, and he takes them to the eighth seed or uh, a seventh seed, seed I think it was. Yeah. And then one they year. almost they take Houston, they take Houston to a game seven one within year. a basket. Yeah, one year within though. one year. He's only so one. his influence in as in a sense. I think he's a great. I think he has great leadership qualities as a, a floor captain. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a winner. I, I, I have to pause on that, and it hurts me to say that because I'm a big fan of this game and what he does. I would love the way he controls the game. I love how he orchestrates the offense and just pays, plays at his pace. And in the watching the mid-range coming out the screen and roll, and watching him do the pick and pop, it's just it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's ma- beautiful. It's, it's mastery what he does. But... You know, and I, and I think at this stage of his of his career, like he should be the third option. Like it should be Aiton, and it should be well, definitely Booker. Booker's unhinged. 
right now. You know, once he gets back, we'll see. The but they game. rely heavily on Booker. So the, what yeah. I'm trying to say is the team is not okay, especially when Crowder's not there. Crowder's not even playing. They, I don't even know what they're waiting on what trading the, that guy. What the fuck is going on with that guy? I don't, I don't understand that one. I'm sorry. Uh, well, he thinks that uh, Jay Crowder, Crowder has not played. He had issues with um, the management and the coaching staff because they're going to bring the Cam Johnson in as a starter to put Jay Crowder off the bench. So well, Jay. Wait, and you guys, and we're actually wondering what's going on with Phoenix Suns. Well, yeah, again, guys, guys, are disc- they don't want to, you know, they're not winners. They're not want to do what, they're not yeah. want to sacrifice and do what it takes to win. Yeah. But yeah, you know what, Calvin? Yeah, get rid of some guys and bring some other guys. Bring some blue guys in. And and so if, first, and, get the get that negative energy out of there. But like, yeah. what about with Aiden? So who 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 who's out there that can replace what Aiden does? That's a failure. No, you can't say no that. No way. Hell no. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, just even, punch yourself. Even, hey. even though I think he gets destroyed a little more than, than he should, but, yeah, he, we wouldn't fit this team No, either. bro, Rudy, I saw Rudy Gilbert is taking over for Jamal again, the shot's in the pool, bro. Yeah, he's doing some pretty cool shit. The coast-to-coast thing? The coast-to-coast, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what to say about him. I try to support him. I try to support him, but yeah, I, I don't know what to say about him. He's from he's from Cote d'Ivoire. Don't worry. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Oh, Montreal's coming after your ass just now. Don't worry about that. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, but but it's funny because um, you know, obviously they got a new owner coming in. To, uh, what's his name? Matt Ishba, who used to be a, a walk on for. For the uh, the Flintstone uh, Michigan State uh, Spartans when they won back in two thousand apparently, so he's taking over the team. You know he he might be a new a, a younger mini bomber in terms of being like a huge basketball fan. He obviously he played it being a walk on, mm-hmm. so he played it. So he he, get, he gets everything that's there in terms of understanding the game a little bit. But we got to factor the new owner thing, right? Like so. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be better days ahead and. I mean, Phoenix has always had a great market for basketball. They don't have trouble getting free agents. It's great yeah. weather. You know what I mean? Like they got youth and and some experience now. You know what I mean? So, but we don't. We just don't know what this what Matt's gonna do in terms of owning this team. But the well, I think the, the trade deadline ends in a month, so they got time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or, or so they got time. I think they're like right now. They're currently eighth. Uh, they they've been falling. And it's, falling and, it's in the injuries, and it's injuries, and Booker hasn't been there, right? So, like, I get that. I understand. But I think that, but I think that, okay, with this current roster, with even with Booker there, I do think there'll be a tough out in the playoffs, depending on where they finish. But I think that window, that championship window, is has gone. Has gone. That opportunity, you had the Milwaukee Bucks at down 2-0, and you couldn't close. You lost four games in a row. That but, will haunt him, but, Chris Paul. But, if he doesn't get back to the finals, but, how's there a but? But Dantage bitch slapping them in Game Seven, uh, as as well as Brunson and those guys last year. I think that was the the nail in the coffin for those guys, because I I could not believe I, I missed the first quarter or the first half. I couldn't believe it was a thirty point lead at halftime. I'll never yeah, get no. over that. And they haven't. Yeah. Apparently, they haven't either. Apparently, yeah, they, yeah. They, have, they totally haven't either. The last yeah. thing, the last thing I'll add with Chris Paul though, uh, before we move to the last topic. To add to what you're saying, O'Neal, the one thing with Chris Paul, as great as he is, the one thing I'll say about him, though, man, is there's a level that I think 
And this is where when people compare him to Isaiah Thomas, this is where I'm like, okay, slow down. Because as great as, as Chris Paul is, he doesn't have that gear for scoring when you need it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying every mm -hmm. game he's got to give you 30-something, but, like, there's some times where he needs to give you 30. He needs to give mm -hmm. you 20-something. And sometimes he gets stuck in being that pure point guard, and that's what hurts or, him sometimes. Or he needs to be, like, uh, big shot Chauncey Bullops, right? Right. Why did the Detroit Pistons win that 2014? Because they just... Chauncey Bullops always made the big shot at the yeah. right time. At the right time, that's yeah. all you need to do. You don't have to drop thirty. We just need to make the right, you know. It's all about making the right basketball play mm -hmm. at the right time. You need a charge right at this moment to kill the momentum or get a momentum. You need a big three right at this moment to get guys going, right? So mm -hmm. Chauncey Bullops, I always think of that. Like one of you know, one of the great things about Chauncey Bullops was he always made the big shot when you needed. He made a shot at the moment. He knew the situation. He knew that he wasn't afraid of it, and he always made the big shot when a shot was needed. That's like Tony Parker, too. Yep. Because Tony Parker, we're going to those modes where he's giving you about, you know, 25. You know what I mean? Like 25 to 28. It's not, like I said, it's not so much the scoring, but there's some games where you need, you're like, you know what? I, I need that extra 5 to 10 points from you tonight. You know what I mean? It's a big game. We need that little extra oomph from you. You know? And... Because my, my classic moment is always that Clippers. There was a, the, I think it was last season with the Clippers, and Blake was hurt as usual. And it was game seven. I think they were playing Utah, and they were down like 10 points in the fourth quarter. And I never he spent the whole fourth quarter trying to feed DeAndre Jordan. And I, that, that always stuck in my head. Like at that point, I was like, yo, I'm off, I'm off this bandwagon of him winning a chip. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, he spent the whole, like, DeAndre Jordan's not a scorer, and they were just fouling him, and he was just shooting, you know, like, missing both the free throws or going one for two from the free throw line. And I'm like, I, that always stuck in my mind. I'm like, I, I can't I can't unsee that. So every time I see him after that, I'm like, yo, be a number two or a number three, and then we're good. But but well, in, in terms of influence, yeah, that's awesome. But I'm like, I, I'm with O'Neal. I'm like, I don't, from that moment that was like five, six years ago, I'm like, yeah, I don't see him as a, as a winner at that point, even though he's come close from since then, but still, what are you gonna say, uh, Jan? No, um, yeah, I I agree. I it, it's it's unfortunate he had some bad injuries at crucial times. Yeah, that too. Uh, when he was at Houston, when he got injured, and bad then luck, um, the Clippers, the, the 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 Clippers failures was was bad. Wow, um, especially to Houston, um, yeah. that comeback because they're up three, they're up three games to one. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think the championship window has fallen, has closed, and they're just playing for pride right now. It'll be interesting to see what they do at the trade deadline. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can get this young man engaged because if he's engaged, that anchor can. That's if he can keep you twenty five and ten um, consistently, man. That in the playoffs would be huge because he can score. He has a good touch. He can play. Yeah, that's the thing. He can. Play. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like they don't. I don't find. I don't know. I don't. I haven't watched enough games to to really say. But from what I saw in the highlights and certain games I've seen, it, I, I, it's just interesting to me that they don't go to him consistently. You know, mm. so like you know, like when uh, AD when LeBron got hurt this year, they made a count to go to him, mm -hmm. go to him consistently. They went at him like five possessions in a row, and I think that should be that that like okay, we're going to him, force yeah. it to him, whether he passes it or not. He's touching the ball every time. That is not happening, and I'm like, I'm kind of surprised. 
So what? What's like? What is really going on? Yeah, it's you more, know? It's more so. than just basketball because because you're right. With somebody like him, you do that. He's more engaged on yeah everything else. You know, that you know mindset. when like a big man blocks a shot and you see him running the floor, it's just a customary rule. Just give him the ball. Right. Let him run the floor. Give it to him when he's close enough to make a move to the basket or give him the ball and give him the ball. Give it like how many times do you see someone posting up and you give them the ball? Like a, a big man. Yeah. Right? You see big men posting up for the three point line and then working their way down or mid range. Not in the low block. It's so hard to get there these days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without doing like a rim run. You know? So it's interesting. Yo, last point I want to make though, um, in terms of the the local hometown team, you know we don't we don't get a chance to talk about the Raptors quite enough, but um, you know Fred Van Vliet, you know he's got a ring, he's he's been an All Star in terms of last year, um, he's got an extension coming up this year. Should the Raptors give it to him? Should should Masai give him that money? Should, Let me start should, should Masai run him his bread? No, uh, his best years are behind him. And it's shown, especially in the last, since the championship, he is not—he's not healthy. His lower legs are done. His lower extremities are done. You think and it's you can tell done? That. You think it's done? I don't think. I, I think his best years are behind him. He's inconsistent because he's not healthy, and so that's what you're seeing. Nurse plays him way too long, and he's breaking down. Yeah. So he's a grinder, and his style of game—he's a small guard. And, like, when he drives to the hall, I feel for him because he doesn't have the explosion or the lift, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he's so up and down. And his field goal percentage is absolutely abysmal. It, yeah, like, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's like, he wasn't good to begin with, but it's bad. Yeah. 37%. He's, 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 shooting, he's shooting 37. Sorry. No, he's shooting 37% from the 38% from the field. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, sorry. I was looking at his minutes. My bad. Yeah. I was just like, wow, as a guard, get in the 40s, my brother. At least as a point guard for the mess that he played. So it tells me that um, he's not healthy, and he. I would trade him. I would trade him. You would trade him right now? I would trade him. I would trade him. I would not get that extension. I know he's a part of the core and all that stuff, but this is a business. And he cannot lead. He he has proven he, he's he has not been able to play consistently. He's played his whole career. Uh, the lowest he's played was thirty seven games. He played seventy six in twenty seventeen. He played sixty four in twenty eighteen. Fifty four in twenty nineteen. Fifty two in twenty twenty. Wow. Uh, Sixty five in twenty twenty one. And then he's right now he's at thirty two. So. Not bad so far this year. But, at least he's played. Yeah. But he's missed some games. But you can, yeah, but like, but you can see he's not. He's not right physically. Yeah, right. but when you see someone that's so inconsistent, okay, with his jump shot or just like his game, okay, something's wrong. And so I have it here. Uh, I have it here. I have a list of his injuries, and it's just like okay, it's back this year, back, uh, uh, back, knee, knee, groin, groin. Uh, he has some uh, health safety protocol, groin. See, it's all lower, uh, uh, lower leg extremity uh, injuries. So he's not. I don't know if he's working on what he's doing in the off season, but clearly not working out because this is like the third season of this. You know what I'm saying? Something has to change. That's interesting. Thoughts, O'Neal? Um, you know, I, like I said, I like the the Raptors players because they're grinders, they're guys that are professional, they work hard. Um, I love 
you know, Fred Van Fleet, but he's not. I mean, these guys are role players, bro. These guys are yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So these guys, unfortunately, they're the Raptors, and they want they want you know big time money, but they're like role players. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they offered him one fourteen. For four well, years. Well, he, he said he said that that, that was never a, for, a formal offer. He came out and said that today. Sure, whatever. He's, he's I don't know what he's betting on. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, like you know. Here's the thing. And again, for me, things are. I, I you just look at actions. You look at how people the actions that have happened. So when you had Kawhi Leonard here. Everybody looked great. Pascal looks great. Fred looks great. Everybody looks great. Why? Because all the attention is on Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. And it's easy for you to get, get off here and there. Because, you know, I'm in a coach's chat group and we argue about this. And they're like, you know, look at the champion, our championship run. He played great. I'm like, yeah. Because Kawhi was here carrying yeah. the load. Kawhi carried a massive load. Holy yeah, God. so it's easy for guys to, to get off. There's no pressure. There's yeah. no pressure. Because yeah. he puts he puts Siak in a position, in perfect position exactly. to just go off. Yeah, and everybody no everybody gets slotted in a proper pre grade. Exactly. And there's no pressure. And you're not getting the best defenders. People, you know, really are keying on Kawhi. And so it's easier to go off. Now, Kawhi's not here, right? And these guys have irrational confidence. And I get it. As a basketball player, you're not going to say, you know, you have to come in and say, listen, I'm going to do this this year, and we're going to do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Right? It sounds good, but show me. I'm going to show me, Steve. Show me. There's nothing you've shown me before Ka- Kawhi, and there's nothing you show me after Kawhi. Right? So, again, these guys are great players. They're solid players. You know, and obviously being on this team, they could get what the market dictates. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, you know, um, Wester and Masai, it's like, Thank you, Fred. Appreciate you. Um, you know, we might as well just keep let's let's focus on um the young boy. What's his name? Barnes. Let's get him playing time out. Um Oh what's his um name? Flynn? Flynn. He's a taller version of you. Um, a little bit faster. He's just as cerebral. He has a great feel in the game. He's another you, right? Maybe a little bit taller. Yeah. So Let's trade for Fleet. We got Flynn. There you go. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I look at their team and and it, it to me it, it kind of depends on what you do with them. Like if if you're gonna plan to build around Scotty and like guys like Flynn and Coloco and everybody else, like right now or after the season, then I think you try to see what you get from in a trade and and try to get something for him, or you do like a sign and trade or something like that, and just as long as you get I something think, for him, you know what I mean? I think I, think, I, I sort of cut you off. My bad, but uh, I think for Bar, I think for Barnes' uh, progression, uh, his evolution, because I, I, I see like Sky Barnes as like a, a modern day Sky Pippen. He obviously has to work on his offensive sets in yeah. the in the half court. Still a little raw, uh, but I think, but, huh? No, so it's still a little raw at times. Yeah, 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 still raw. But like it, for a second year, obviously he's been playing good of late. Uh, but I think. They've been training him at the point guard position. I think that will unlock him because he's not a natural scorer, so it will help him more. So I think they might move to Barnes if they trade. If they move away from uh, Van Vliet, I think they move Barnes to the point guard. What do you think, Kamaka? 
Sure. I mean, uh, they should put him in the point guard now. Right now, yeah. Well, they do, I think, because a fan base offensive, like a three-point shooting, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and you can't blame Nick Nurse, too, because, again, like any college, like any coach where you have a player that's played for you, you know, he's tested, right? Like Van Van Fleet is is a grinder. He plays hard. He competes. And he has... You know, he has shown up in the playoffs and he's made some shots and he's won some games and he made some big in some big moments. So you have to respect that. You can't yeah. you cannot not respect that. Yeah. And I think that's why he plays so much. And I, I don't blame Nick Nurse for playing Van Fleet. That's his reward. You know, it's not like Van Fleet is a you know, is a guy that um cuts corners and doesn't work hard. Van no, he's, he's a hard worker, he's a grinder. He's, he's a, definitely a grinder. You have to reward you're basically rewarding him for what he's done in the past, and that's how it should be. Right, mm. but again, get rid of him. Um, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, Scotty Barnes. I know people compare him to Pippen, but I think what people really forget, and Jan, you can speak to this, and as players, Calvin can speak to this, is you know we become better because of the guy, the teammates that we have that are around. Yes, for sure. Yeah, and Jordan. Well, people, you know, like I love Scotty now. You know. And I realize what he's doing is more for the the new generation, the guys that never really saw them play, so he could change the narrative. But Scotty Pippen was soft mentally, bro, and because uh, he uh, has somebody like Jordan, and it's because he has somebody like Jordan who was in him, pushing him, yeah, pulling agree, agree, dog out of him, and that's why it's Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen, yeah, Scotty, Scotty Pippen on another team isn't Scotty Pippen. Exactly. Well, you remember? See, a lot of people don't remember. See. The, the Jordan documentary uh, showcased a lot of things that people forgot. Uh, obviously, the, the the sitting out in in in, in the playoffs, and but also the, yeah. remember the migraines. Remember the migraines? He didn't play because of migraines. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. like, what? I, I was a kid, and I was like, what? Come on, man! Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I didn't. Know I was like, yo, I, man. I was like, I know migraines are tough, man, but yo, I love this game, man. I'm playing to that, yo. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't. I after that happened. I was not I was not a Scotty Pippen fan for the longest time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like maybe three or four years after he actually he retired from basketball, he started, started creating his game. I'm like, like this guy was a good basketball player, but when he was with I, the Bulls after that, no, I disagree. Never, even when I, he disagree. Was, I was never a Scotty Pippen fan. I disagree. I, I disagree. I love that guy's game. I love this game, and I'll tell you why I love this game. If you remember that first championship, Jordan got murdered that first game. Because he was trying to guard Magic, and Magic kept posting his ass up. And then yeah. Phil Jackson made the, the greatest coaching move, put Pippen on him to play in full court, disrupted yeah. the offense, to completely change the whole outlook. Because Magic yeah. has to really work. He had five seconds to run a half-court offense because Pippen was on the ass. You know what I'm saying? So, in that regard, I would say he, I appreciate his game while he was with Jordan, but... Um, I agree. He was definitely weak in the earlier stages. You could definitely see the impact and the influence of Jordan towards the, exactly. the, the championship years. But I like him as a, does, like the greatest Robin of all time. And who does who does who does um, Scotty Barnes have that's like Jordan? Pascal Siakam? No, like who? Maybe you know what? Maybe. If he came when Kawhi was there. Kawhi was here, yeah. yeah. That would have yeah, yeah, yeah. been, been beautiful. Then, yeah. then he really started knowing what it was like. Because he would have seen the inner workings behind the scenes of the work yeah. that but then, yeah. Right. And who, how would you not, would how would you not, how would that not influence you when you're seeing that? 
Right. And Kawhi worked with him and give to No, Kawhi would spend hours just watching Michael Jordan when he was in college. Yeah. Like yeah. He just spent hours and hours studying yeah. MJ and then Kobe. Yeah. So there's a certain mentality that you have. That's why he just has that straight face on that, you know, that robotic look, right? Yeah. But again, you know, so yeah, he has the potential. But again, Scottie Pippen became Scottie Pippen because of Michael Jordan pulling that dog out of him and forcing him to be tough. But I, I, I don't. Where, 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 the, where the two Scotties differ is that Barnes kind of already has that dog in him. But even though he's, I think he's in, in his head this season. But he's got yeah. that dog in him though. Like he's, he's yeah. But I think I think the offense doesn't showcase him one. The offense has been pretty piss poor. I've, I've been, I'll be honest with you. I've been disappointed to see what they're running because it's just isolation. There's not much ball movement. There's not much player movement. Yeah, I, I don't know what is going on, and I'm surprised because nurses. That's his calling card. I I couldn't stand watching Dwayne Casey coach because we I knew I uh, I won't go there but I won a lot of money after those playoff series. Anyways, um, with that said, I thought Nurse would have been like the offense the worst that he was in NBA. NBA well, uh, well, Jen, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing that we're um, you know not focusing on, or something, or here's something to think about. How many offenses really go with ball movement? Or let me let me. Let's phrase that. For offense to flow with ball movement, you know what you need? You need guys to be able to be able to catch and shoot at a high level. Mm-hmm. Right? So that means yeah. they come off speed, they come off pin downs, clears, mm-hmm. whatever, and they catch the ball and it's and, and they have to be good at it consistently. You understand? The Raptors don't do they not don't have, have anybody, anybody like that right now. I agree. But and you said it yourself, they have role players, right? So when your best offense is an isolation play and you don't have that guy, hence, a.k.a. Uh, Kelvin's twin brother, DeRozan, a.k.a. Lowry, uh, those guys are not going to cut it for you. They're, a, when you're scoring 2 out of 10 on, on isolation plays consistently, that's not going to go well, both the regular season and the playoffs. This is the year for me with Siakam. <laughs> this is going to sh- This is it. <laughs> this is it. Because we know he's due for that. Uh, if he makes all NBA, which where they're currently standing, he won't make that. They have to make the playoffs for him to do that one. Not, Two, necessi- not necessarily, but go on. Okay, well, I don't see him making all NBA third team with they're not within contention of a playoff spot, the top eight. Okay. Secondly, uh, I'm waiting to see what he does in the playoffs. That's what I'm waiting to see. If he doesn't do it, then I'm sorry. They got He's not the dude. But He's not the guy. I, but I, I don't think he is the dude, and and, that's, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't think that's who he is. You know what I mean? Like I think he's. Uh, I, I so here's the question you gotta ask yourself. Here's the question you gotta ask yourself. Like I said, I was getting to earlier. Is Toronto? Well, I know the answer. Uh, the question is, do you guys know it? Is MLC gonna make that, that that? If he okay, let's say he makes All NBA, are they gonna give him that Ultra Lotto Max contract? I don't think so. That's going to be tough. Yeah, it's a, that's a they're tough, not going to do that. They haven't do. done that. What moves have they done since the championship? Bear in mind, I like this season surprises me because last season was a surprise, and I thought they would build from that because they still have a considerable same core. Yeah. They have the same core. Yeah. So with that said, and I know they got injuries, but I thought that will they'll be doing better. So something is going on. I don't understand it. Yeah, I know. Like I said, you know, Scotty's had his issues and stuff. Like, it, it's it's a little weird of a clusterfuck as well. Like, you 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 definitely see it. But with Siakam, I'm like, you know, it's 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 a tough call. That's why I'm like, do you do you just focus on Scotty Barnes and try to like blow this up? But that's the funny thing. Like right now, they're in that 
they're in that position that you don't want to be as a franchise. They're in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. They're right, they're, they're, they're right in the middle. You don't they they're they're too good to be in the Wembenyama sweepstakes, but they're not close enough to get another Larry OB right now. I thought uh heading into the season they would have finished in the top six. Right? Or maybe yeah, top I think, five? I think I think we I think when we did our previews we had them seventh. I think we had them seventh. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so okay, well. Uh, maybe it was a lot higher than where they are. So I was surprised. And then, because they were kind of rolling, and then Siakam had that injury, and yeah. they haven't, and then all these other side injuries on the side, and they haven't found their way. Yeah. So I don't know if it's because of the trade deadline. Guys are uneasy because they don't know if they're going to be gone, or they're playing for the last contract in the sense of Trent. Yeah. But, like, Trent, Trent's another one that's like, he's, uh, he's like really bro, available right now. Listen, listen to me. Here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Morpheus, go for it. Go for it. Who are the Raptors fear in other teams? No one. No one. Exactly. No one. But they they are a great team. And they, like, okay, the narrative coming in was Toronto's a tough out because you know, because the thing is, they're not great offensively, but their defense will keep them in games. So depending on how they play that day, they have a chance. So that was what I was, like, they're not playing the defense, but they're not even playing the defense now. But, but yeah, and again, it comes down to, in a close game, when buckets need to be made. But yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not afraid of anybody. Let, yeah. Let's let's keep right. it up. Let's keep it a buck though. Problem. Let's keep it a buck though. The Raptors have always had this problem. Yes. Like from when Demar was here, they've always had. And I'll say it exactly. They they had that problem when Kawhi was here, but we had Kawhi. Yeah. So that, so that, problem? so that was, yeah, we had, we had Kawhi. So that was the, that was the, you know, that was the capper for yep. everything, right? Wait, but we had problem, the same problem wait. with him too. What problem is that? In terms of I offensively, we, we struggled to score offensively. The Raptors struggled to score offensively. It's always been a thing for the longest while. Mm-hmm. But, but every team, listen, if you, uh, do you watch teams? A lot of teams struggle to score offensively. Because they, they don't have a lot of catch and shoot guys. Teams yeah. that don't struggle to score offensively. Or the teams like Golden State Warriors that are great mall moves that have great catch and shoot guys. Yeah. You find teams most teams in the NBA struggle to score offensively. That's why it's ISO basketball. Right? Remember, the teams like again, go back to summertime. Popovich, when he came back from basically the the Spurs, the summertime you know, when Popovich went to because uh, he's Serbian, went back would go go over Europe and come back, he'll bring the way ball is played overseas, and which really, which is how ball was played in the early days of the NBA, where a lot of ball movement, right? right. No idea, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, of course, because the NBA become an entertainment thing, yeah. you see more one-on-one show. But anyway, so that's how you're supposed to play basketball, ball movement, catch and shoot, cut, right? If you listen to Tony Parker, you know, I remember back then when they talk about, they call it summertime because Popovich went away in the summertime and came back with his point five. The right. ball hits your hands. Point five to make a decision. Be- best right? exa- and, best example was twenty fourteen when they when they uh, when, exactly. when they when they beat down Miami. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. And what was the best way to beat a LeBron's team? You don't play ISO ball. You keep the ball moving. Right. Yeah. But if you go ISO, they can sit in on lock in on you. But keeping the but ball they moving. Have, but no, but okay, yeah. But that that was a team. They had the pieces. They had the core. They had the three horses, and they had the right complement players. And then you had yes. the, then you had the henchman uh, uh, the head coach. In the sense of orchestrating yeah. everything and the culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, uh, here's, what, uh, here's my point. Here's my point. Hold on. Let O'Neill finish. And then, and then okay, remember. 
My bad, sorry. My but bad. That's yeah, the so comes down to making shots. You need guys that make the catch and shoot, mm-hmm. right? At a, at, a, at a consistent basis, at a, at a high clip and consistent basis. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they love guys like Bo Cruz, Pancho and Gomez, right? Yeah. But is he a great defender? Probably not. Malachi Flynn, he's a great catch and shoot guy. But is he a you know, great defender? No. That's why he doesn't nope. play. Right? That's why... You know, Anger, nobody. Right? So if you look at the guys that the Raptors have brought in with great shooters, the reason why they're not there anymore um, is because they can't shoot. I mean, can't play defense. Can't play defense. Right? And so, you know, it's like pick your poison, right? And then you wish your top guys can't be knocked you know, knock down shooters, but they're not. So, you know, it, it's the Raptors just need to, to get that, you know, to get, just to, to get lucky and, and find that that, uh, that franchise player that's that's going to be a top five and generational and just so dominate. The, okay, so I guess two quick questions, then we'll wrap this up. Okay, so we agreed. We, I guess we all agree here. We're not going to pay FVV that money, right? We're going we're gonna to let him right. walk. Right, or we're or we gonna try to yep. go, try to get something for him. I would trade him within the next three weeks. Okay, I would too. You would too. Okay, before the deadline. ASAP. ASAP. Pronto. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's fine. Now, do you think Scotty Barnes could be that generational player? No. None of you guys. Uh, actually, actually, uh, I, I'm gonna wait. It's still early. Uh, I, like with the still the season because he he started off the season bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been playing better of late. Uh, I, I'm gonna wait to hold judgment off of that. I, I'm, um, I'm gonna, say I'm gonna no. hold off. I'm gonna say no. You're gonna say no? No. You 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 see sprinklings of it, but it's it's early. No, he's, early. 20, he's no. 20 years old. He's it's it's a little no. early. No. Um, what I'm he's not that guy. Is, if you're not no, that guy, I, I you're agree. not that guy. I I I agree. I just I just think he's, exactly he's got that. But dog. he's a cornerstone that you could build around. He could be a what main. What I love about Scotty Barnes is, is his youthful, youthful enthusiasm, the love that he has for the game, the dog that is in him. Um, you know what? He could be. Because it, it's about your mentality, bro. Like, if, how many guys are built like Giannis? Giannis is an old school, right? Bookers, these guys are like, they live in the gym, yeah. right? You always hear Booker talk about Kobe told him, be legendary. Giannis always. Giannis doesn't have any friends. He doesn't work out with other guys on the NBA. He's uh, he's by himself grinding. Even though Giannis uh, still can't shoot, but he's figured out way to be clutch. And I love that. Be that guy. I love that. Right. And I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if Scotty Barnes is that guy. I don't hear. I don't hear that coming. Well, out I heard this summer he was in the gym crazy, but it hasn't translated yet. But crazy doing what? Lifting crazy. What? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't. He, you know, hey, listen, and, man. And, and, a lot of and, and, a lot of these NBA guys, a lot of these NBA guys are, do a lot of stuff, put of on social course, media, I, I, and it don't translate in the game. I agree with you, you know but 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 we could have said the same thing about Giannis year two or year three, right? You know what? Right you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. But you know he was coming. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing too. Here's, here's the thing too. Here's the thing. What I learned from from me being in the gym. Obviously, we go to camp, so you hear NBA guys talk when you're young, and they're like, you got to work hard, or you got to put up this amount of shots. And, you know, one of the things I heard was, you got to put up a thousand shots. Mm-hmm. Okay. The right so shot. After my first year at St. Mary's, I'm in the gym putting up a thousand shots. <laughs> so I put up a thousand shots. I probably put up a thousand shots a day. But ask, ask me how much of those thousand shots I was making. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right? So the question is, 
was he working smart? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Was he and I give you another example. Darren Fox coming out of Kentucky. He couldn't shoot. Yes. Yeah. Look at him now. Look at him now. Wow. Wow. What did what this is what Darren Fox did. He said it. All he focused on was shooting and lifting. That's the only thing he focused on. He spent ninety percent of his eighty to ninety percent of his work time was just focused on shooting. Fix yeah. his mechanic and become a better shot. Just better get, shooting. Just get so, just getting that rhythm. Exactly. So again, mechanics. Fixing his mechanics and being consistent. So again, maybe he was in the gym, but what were you working on? So were you working smart? And that's what that's what I learned, you know, putting up putting a thousand shots. Daddy not gonna tell that story on the podcast. <laughs> and um Pardon me? So, Pardon me? That that's what you learned. Hey. And so <laughs> I'm caught hey. And so, you know, that's what I learned from putting a thousand shots, right? That I wasn't working smart. I was not working smart. And a lot of times, guys train and do stuff. You know, I see it now. Guys think they're in the gym and, oh, I, sh- I was working hard, so I should be. No, no, you got to work smart, bro. You got to work smart. And I think a lot of guys, they do, they train, and they train hard. I, I know they're training hard. Sometimes you see guys training hard. But are they training smart? Are they working smart? And I think... Hey, hey, come on, were you disputing my, 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 my uh, time in the gym? Oh, no, 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 Dad, not, yeah, not the, bro, oh, 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 you were garbage oh. until I started working with you, and you started, <laughs> so, I, I, it's not you at all, like, you're, ah! one of my, you're actually my first student, my first and one of my, you, oh, my you had God. a 10-year pro career, bro, oh, my God, you, no, no, you work, hey, 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 you see how, hey, you see how he compliments me, but he still backhands me at the same time, <laughs> hey, go on, go on, man, go for it, you, you, you took the stuff that I was giving you, and you, you used it. Applied now, it. Part of it too. I was still playing, so I was kicking your ass with it. So you know, <laughs> so it's making sense. But you know, you know, you you work smart. You started working smart. You started figuring it out, and then the game became easy, right? You started working smart, correct? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Exactly, and that's what it was. It, trust me. It, it, once you start working hey, smart, uh, the one thing that we missed out on, in the sense of like. We were playing ball all the time, but exactly. we weren't necessarily working on skill sets. Right. So right. when I went to Oklahoma, like you, come on, you know, uh, when I went to Oklahoma, I was like, holy, I am not as good as I thought I was. I'm yeah. behind. But what yeah. got me on the court was I was an exceptional defensive player. Yeah. Right? Played, so, yeah, you competed. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just think uh, Barnes has uh, definitely has a, uh, I think it's, I think it's still, his future is still bright. Oh, very much of so. Of course, very much so. Of course. You 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 know you know what I liked about him though, like that the last week when they played Milwaukee, like that was a he went out, he went out, Giannis. It was no fear. It was no it was, fear. It was a terrible game, and he and he didn't have a good most of the game. Most like the first three quarters, first three and a half quarters, he didn't play well, right? And you could see he was in his head, but he kept attacking. And yeah. what what I thought was impressive, he had about three or four post ups. That he was getting on Brook Lopez, who yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. He dunked that, on him too. He dunked, yeah. he dunked on him, but he had like three, four where he was like backing him in in his chest, in his chest. You know, like he was like pissed a off. little he was little jump hook. And I was like, okay, there's like you got to bottle that right there because he's having a shit night, but he's going against the quote unquote you know candidate for defensive player of the year who's seven one and up in. I mean, if you, if you see Brook Lopez in person, he's massive. 
You know what I mean? But yet he's getting his, he's, he's taking him to the block and scoring. That I thought was like, you got to bottle that. Listen, playing behind Ananobi and Siakam is, is hurting him. Yeah. That that's why that's why I'm like, what do you do with the Raptors right now? Like, I and I and this is why I've been saying from the beginning of the year. I think in the next year or two, there's there's going to be either a big trade or some trades coming. It has to be when you look at the roster. You just look at the roster. I'm like, there has to be. There's too many six eight six nine guys. It's great, but that can only last for so long. Especially with if it's not like Tatum and Jalen Brown and those guys. It's a little different now. You know what I mean? So I'm like, there's yeah. there's got to be a move coming. I've been saying this in the beginning of the year. There's there's a move that has to be coming. Yeah, I don't know if it's a full rebuild because, like I said again, we're we're a little too good to to you know to. to I don't fight, think they'll do that. That's not that's not the size history. Yeah, man. and I and I agree, and that's fine. But I'm like, but there's got to be there's got to be a move or two coming. You know what I mean? I just don't know who it is. Do you is it is it Siakam? Do you try to like last example? For example, like for for somebody like you know, we already agree you're gonna get rid of FVV, right? Do you do you take Siakam? Especially if you could trust the culture of of Nick Nurse, the Raptors, and everything. Let me let me see your thoughts because I because I'm looking at teams of what star can you get that may, that's maybe like a distress asset and maybe you can bring him here and maybe he could take part of that culture and 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 and, and you know maybe like take it to another level. There isn't too many guys that's out there. The one guy I was looking at where I'm like. Do you try with him and see? And maybe because of it, it may unlock a guy like, uh, like a Scotty Barnes or like even an Ananobi. And I'm afraid to bring him here, but I'm gonna mention his name anyway. What do you do? You make a move and trade, which I think might help both teams in the interim. Do you trade somebody like Siakam before he gets an extension and trade him for Cat? Mm-hmm. Or Anthony Carl Anthony Cat? Yeah, Cat. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns. Why not? Yeah, bring Carl Anthony Towns here. I like him. Why not? Because I'm looking at that and I'm like, I think that might be a that might be a proper move. Yeah, you but he's, uh, like, he's like, like don't get me wrong. His his IQ sometimes scares the shit out of me too. Oh yeah, he's but, dumb. He's <laughs> you know that. So that so I'm not saying this with my chest out, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I think that could be a move where that helps Minnesota. It kind of you know it kind of helps Minnesota. And it kind of helps the Raptors in a weird way, I think. Mm. I don't know. And the money kind of matches up because that's, that's the thing too with Siakam. What he's what he's demanding, what he's going to make. That's going to be. It's not. It's close to max money. So that's got to match up too, right? So that's why I'm, that's why I'm kind of like if you get rid of FEV and you, and, you, and you switch Siakam for 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 Cat. Now you got Cat, Ananobi, Barnes, and now you figure everything else out from there. I don't want, oh, speaking of high score games, on the ticker, it's 72 to 52 at halftime for the Kings over Magic. <laughs> wow. There you go. Wow. That's every Which night game night. had it at halftime? Was it, the, was it the Nets that had 91 at halftime? Yep. In one game? Yep. Oh, my God. But th- but that's what I'm talking about. That's that's the whole point I'm talking about. That's every night. Was that, was that against Golden State? That was against Golden State without uh, Curry, right? Wasn't that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but but that's my yeah. point. That's that's every night now. Every night yeah. you're seeing at least two Crazy. or three games like that, and I'm like, yeah. what is happening here? Because some of these games, I think uh, for Orlando, I think that's the last game uh, for their road trip. So yeah, you know, those tired. games, that's the, yeah. that's what they mail it in. You know, what I'm saying they're done <laughs> emotionally, everything. No excuses. You know what? Not- I haven't watched. I haven't watched Cat Williams or Cat. You know, Cat, <laughs> Cat <enough. laughs> You know, it's getting late. 
I would like to be known. I haven't watched a pimp name slip back either, but go on. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, uh, I, uh, I think, I think you know, he'll play well. He wants to go somewhere where he'll be appreciated. The Raptors fan will definitely, if he plays hard, where it's definitely showing some appreciation. So, I don't yeah. know. I think maybe, they'll definitely appreciate it'll be a, it'll be a good trade because they're not playing the same position as at the Barnes. Right. Cat can play Cat will fit in because he can play inside and outside. He'll fit the mold of what they already have. Mm-hmm. Um but you're gonna it, it, that that's an interesting trade. I never thought of it that way, but I don't see Minnesota won't leave off with Cat. Yeah. Uh, I mean you, you never but, know. Especially though. especially after the bad decision of bringing a Rudy Gobert there. True. Uh I, I don't I, I, I you're 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 forced with that, but I'm like, but this team is going to be Anthony Edwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, I'm still always amazed at these GMs and what they're thinking. <laughs> and I'm always reminded of some of these guys how they get their jobs. I'm like, how would you? Yeah. Why would yeah. you pay that much for Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Yeah. What does it show? He's not an off. The guy is on offense is five on four. Like the guy's seven foot and he's missing layups. Yeah. At the rim. The hoop. Yeah. Like, he has no touch. He has no offensive game whatsoever. He's a great defender. Great defender. Great defender. Yeah. But is that worth $200 million? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Are you overpaying these guys? DeAndre Jordan. I remember overpaying DeAndre Jordan. Giving him oh, money. man. I'm like, why are you giving DeAndre Jordan $1 yeah. million dollars a year? One of the best centers. Best centers. The guy has no post moves. He has no he has post moves. Lob pick track. and roll. And he dunks the ball. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Oh my God! These guys are getting paid. Just, I'm like, come on, man! You guys are killing me right now. Yeah, Rudy Gobert, two hundred million dollars. These GMs should be slapped in the face. But but that's but that's the but this is the point I'm trying to make though. They're struggling right now. You know, Cat obviously is he's still hurt. You you you've given up your whole future for for Gobert, so you kind of got to make this work. I'm like, so you can't trade him. You know what I mean? And no team's gonna take him after this because of because of his salary, right? So that's where I'm like, this is where where cat. They're is stuck. Like, They're stuck. They got. They have to make it work. They got to make it work. So that's why I'm like, well, cat would be the one that's kind of expendable because you're gonna give Edwards that money. He's young. You're gonna give him that money. You're gonna extend him. You know what I mean? And then you figure out what what D'Angelo Russell or whatever he wants to do. Who cares if they keep him or not? But but I'm like, but cat's the one that's expendable. So that's how I'm just looking throughout the league. I'm like, you, you don't want to give Brand. Uh, do you, do you want to trade for Brandon Beal? Not really, because it's not really solving anything. But I think if you put Cat here, it, it kind of puts everybody in position, in proper position. I, I just think you got to get rid of somebody. Somebody, like there's, there's a trade coming. Somebody's coming here. I just don't know who it is, but somebody's got to come here. And, I, and I'm like, I'm wondering if like Cat's, to me, I'm looking at the landscape. I'm like, maybe Cat's a candidate. And again, his IQ scares me at times. But Yeah, he's, he's tough. <laughs> uh, he hasn't been playing. He's been injured. Yeah, so, been injured uh, uh, so that's, that's a risky one because you don't know. Because that was a bad, scary injury. And, yeah, and it was only a calf pull, thank God. But we thought yeah, it was yeah. Achilles. Right? Something else, yeah. Something, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's another risk. Because one thing, if you trade him, you don't know if you're going to be able to keep him. Secondly, with the side, he's obviously gone the African route because they know that those guys will be loyal and they'll stay. Right, yeah. so he's trying to find his Michael Jordan, his African Michael Jordan. That's what he's trying to do. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to find his Giannis. That's what and, he's trying yeah. to find. Yeah, fair enough. But until be- then, like you know what I'm saying. So, like all the players that want to stay in Toronto are Europeans and Africans. Americans are not mature enough to understand and appreciate what this great city has to offer. 
So oh, oh, that's oh, why you oh, always oh. have these guys with these short contracts that they bounce out of here the moment they can't. Mm. <laughs> what uh, I was going to say, except for Carabana Weekend. They come down. They come in abundance, and are, yeah. But they, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's face it. These guys don't understand and un- and appreciate what the city has to offer. Hence, why these guys don't want to stay here for too long. Uh, the, but Vince Carter, look at his career now. He went to stay in Toronto. But Grady would have done the same thing. But they're not at the maturity level as these young millionaires are. These American guys are. They want to go back and stay in the States because that's what they're comfortable with, that's what they know. So that's the dilemma. If you trade someone like Siakam and Ananobi, who are pretty much down for the cause and willing to stay here, right, mm-hmm. you're going to take that risk. You, you already traded the one American that wanted to be here, which was DeRozan, and you heard that guy's thing for the, for, the, for the damn little getting the ring. You got the ring. Still, now what? He's still talking about it. I mean, hey, listen, I – I do that trade again 100 times out of 100. We got a oh, ring. Oh, for sure you do. We of all, course you we do. We all went to Young Street. O'Neal, you was at the parade, right? Uh, you damn right. Okay. I was. <laughs> we, I all, was. We, we was all there. We was all there. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'll, so, I'll do that again. That was worth it. It was worth yeah. it. Yeah. Let's be clear. Oh, for sure. It was worth it. Oh, without no, without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> and and then let's, not say, let's not deny that. Okay, listen. They caught lightning in a bottle. They had the perfect complementary team to add a perfect star. It was the perfect it was the perfect scenario because you had the ultimate mind who doesn't talk, who's just a gym rat. You had the leaders, you had a veteran yeah. locker room, you had Gasol, uh, all those guys. Great and trade. the of the young blood. Great. Then you had Nurse and his offensive victory and defensive. This guy introduced the zone in the finals and people were ripping him till the next year everyone was doing it. Doing it. Yeah. Miami has a zone defense that they play all the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, okay. You know, so it's an interesting uh, dilemma that the Raptors are in. And, and they're not only mortgaging their, 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 the situation for now, they're mortgaging the next five to ten years. Yeah, it's, it's, it bears watching. I mean, in Masari trust, man, so I know you know what it is. But, again, with Kawhi, distressed asset, right? 18 games or eight games the year before. You know that yeah. whole situation in San Antonio's rock was was rocky, and Masai yeah. swooped in, and everything landed perfectly. And then you know, the the four bound <laughs> shot made it. You made it like you know you got to have some luck in there too, right? So mm-hmm. like all that all that worked our way. The god the gods were shining on 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 the city. the load management they did with them too. Wow. Yeah, it, every, they, they were okay with it. They were they they were okay with it because they knew what was at stake. Mm-hmm. Clippers are pissed now because this guy's missing games. And he's kind of pissed off with the staff too, so it's a, it's a whole bunch of different things. But it's uh, it's just interesting to see how things have unfolded. Yeah, Raptors have one of the, the best staffs too when it comes to the training and the the, the load management side of it, as you saw. Right? Yeah, yeah, they thought they could mimic it, but they couldn't. No, right. So that, that's that's the issue. So yeah, it's like so. I guess we'll we'll wrap it up on that note. The uh, the Rye High remix of the Av podcast, man. <laughs> was long overdue. We long yeah, yeah. way overdue. overdue. Way yeah, overdue. Yeah. Way overdue. We we got to do this again closer to the playoffs for sure. We got to bring this back for the playoffs for sure. But uh, uh I'm down for it for sure. Yeah, man. But I appreciate good. the both of you guys for coming on and and sharing some jokes. And yeah, I didn't think the Raptors section was gonna go that far, but shit, you know this. You know we we do got to talk about the home team a little bit. So definitely. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely, man. Appreciate you all. Appreciate y'all. No, thank you for having me, man. It was a pleasure. You know. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Have Podcast. And special shout out to 
my Ryerson brethren, my Rahai guys, Jan Michael Nation and O'Neal Kamaka for, for discussing everything that's been happening within the landscape of the NBA, which includes a local team here in Toronto, home of the Raptors. And, and they'll be back sooner than later. Uh, you know, we'll, I'll make sure of that. I'll be back with a new episode next Friday for you to listen to. Check out my latest interview with Joel Anthony to start off the year uh, from last week. Go back and double back and check that one out, which you can check on all platforms, including YouTube on my South Sharab YouTube channel. And you can double back as well up on my website. That's SouthSharab.com. All right. Check it out. Hit the rate and reviews and subscribe options. Show me some love. Show me some love, please. Thank you. <laughs> my name is Cal C. And you just tuned into the latest episode of the Av Podcast right here on South Sharaf Radio. All right. Thanks once again to O'Neill Kamaka and Jan Michael Nation. Until next week, we're gone. <laughs>